Good afternoon, everyone. It is Wednesday, May 3rd, 2017. You are listening to episode 9 of the Dry Spell Radio Show. I just want to give a quick shout-out for everyone listening to the University Pulse Station. It is finals, uh, so if you are if you uh, took some time to listen to the radio today, well, good for you. Uh, otherwise, you know, if you are listening to uh, the podcast, we love you all very deeply. Deep inside. If you want to reach out to us, you can contact us. We have an email that is dryspellradio at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at dryspell underscore VG. And to be honest, I don't think I've touched the Twitter in like I three or four weeks. I checked the other day. We still have four followers, and it's still me, you, and our two friends. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very dry over there. <laughs> oh, dear God. I'm here. As always, you're listening to the soothing sounds of Austin's voice over there. Uh, yep. Uh, my name's Matt. Which I don't think I've been saying. I don't think I've been introducing uh, I don't myself. Know. Oh, anyway, so I'm Matt. Austin's here. Yes, I'm in a very, very good mood today. So, <laughs> uh, and bear we, with us. And we have a special guest in the studio today. Uh, we're joined by Danny. Hello, everyone. I'm, I'm glad I could be here today. Yeah, we're glad you could be here. Uh, so, Danny, you graduate from college with a bachelor's degree in like three days yeah that's crazy who would have thought right uh, i wouldn't have i know if if you would have asked me the first time i met you is <laughs> is this guy gonna get a degree i'd probably say no no nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm still a little shocked but yeah uh <laughs> it's it's just been it's been one of those weeks i guess uh surprise yay are uh, you like done done then yeah or? i'm done done for now anyway We'll see if no school brings me back. I mean, clearly somebody else came back. Yeah, that's what those music majors. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> but you, you will do something productive with your life and get a master's or something. Um, yeah, sure. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. This whole second bachelor's degree thing that I'm doing isn't terrible. <laughs> a lot us to do this radio show, so I guess it's. Not hey, too yeah. Bad. There's yeah. always a always silver linings. There's always silver linings. Um, so, Danny, how's it going, man? Oh, you know. Pretty good. Um, so I, I don't know if this is an appropriate time to bring up. It's always the, an appropriate okay, time. Okay, let's bring up the Gorillaz album. Um, I'm down with that. you guys listen to it? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, I've made it halfway through. Oh, I I'll finished it. I made it like halfway through when it, like the first day came out, and then I finished it all at the gym yesterday. So Can I can I tell you something? I, I think it's okay yep. that you just made it halfway through. Yeah, Matt. I will say the first half of the album is better significantly okay. better than the second half um well that's kind of a disappointing thing to hear yeah um and so i was looking up some of uh damon's um recent work his solo work and it has the same feel that this new album has um so i like it's not a gorilla's album it doesn't feel like a gorilla's album it feels like his solo work that's what i which in itself guess. is okay but when you label it a Gorillaz album, I'm expecting something to push the envelope in terms of modern music and stuff. But this is this is just a lot of ideas, and it's not really coherent to yeah, me. Yeah, and yeah. to be fair, I think Gorillaz are basically just Damon solo albums. Right. But uh, he has the whole the whole Gorillaz aura. Mm -hmm. And I will say that the campaign push to get to the point where we are, I thought was very more Gorillaz than... Some of the 
some of the other things, like if you look at like Plastic Peach, for example, yeah, I feel like the the whole gorillas thing wasn't necessarily there. Like you had a couple of things because basically the gorillas you have the the sound, and then you have the visuals. And without the visuals, it's not really gorillas. Yeah, um, because that's that's really what that band is. Right. And Plastic Beach, I feel, didn't necessarily have a lot of those things. Um, they had they threw out a couple videos like the on Melancholy Hill. That video um, is kind of cool, and uh, I think they threw they gave out a video for the Super Fast Jellyfish, uh, which is one of my favorite tunes on that album. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, they're in a, it's just in a weird stage. I will say that I like I like the variety of the music that's mm-hmm. there. Um, I think he's done a good job at making making me want to listen to it because you never know what's coming up. Right. And, of course, that's coming from the guy who's only listened to half of it. Yeah, but, I don't know, for me, like, I like the album. It's it's different. It's kind of, it's just, like, especially when I was at the gym, it's just kind of nice just to jam to, groove to, and I'm lifting. But I feel like there wasn't just, like, that one song that I, like, wanted to listen over and over and over, like they have done in the past. This is kind of my a little thing. I was like, mm-hmm. I like Saturn buns, burns, Saturn's beats. I believe. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, mean, they, they've, I mean, they've. That was one of the singles too, right? There's a few good songs that oh I do, I like, do enjoy. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna have to delve a lot more into I, that. I need to like, do more listens. Yeah. But one of one of the big issues, and this I didn't realize until um, I started looking up the featured artists in throughout the album, and I started listening to their work. And their independent work is really good, and, and it's very, in terms of their style, it's very similar throughout their career, right? Um, and when I listen to the Gorillaz album, I feel like they weren't utilized necessarily to what they're best at. Um, there were a few tracks that I thought, you know, it was really good, really mm-hmm. well made. Um, but, for example, it's what's that, We've Got the Power, you know what I'm talking about? Mm. Let me look it up. Anyway, so this song, um, kind of cheesy, um, but um, I looked up um, Jenny Beth. Um, her oh, stuff, okay. Her stuff is great. I love Jenny Beth. I, I really started getting into her when I, when this new album came out. But I don't think she's utilized necessarily to the greatest of her ability. Her voice isn't um, used as dynamically as it could be yep, used okay. in this in that track um but i mean overall i i, I like the album um but it, i don't think it surpasses the other three albums not not even close no i yeah. i agree with that now so and i guess i also have to kind of wonder uh we kind of experienced this in the video game world this year with uh zelda and like horizon zero dawn dropping at exactly the same time how much of the criticism about this game or this this uh, album is gonna come and compare to Kendrick's because yeah, obviously yeah. they're they're a very different brand of hip hop yeah but they kind of exist in that same world yeah and so I'd be curious like if Kendrick's album hadn't come out just what two weeks ago Good Friday so. Yeah, okay, so it was yeah, three or four, whatever. Yeah, but uh, if that hadn't come out, would we be thinking different of this album? 
I think there would be a different atmosphere about it. Um, but I think the majority of, say, Kendrick's followers, um, at least with uh, with like how uh, po- the you know the popular crowd, the the the, the street wearing crowd, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they are so heavy with Kendrick that Gorillaz doesn't even come on their radar. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I guess there's like a small group of fans that, yeah, this Kendrick album could have affected. Um, how they listen to the Gorillaz album, but for the most part, I think I mean, most of the listeners are judging Gorillaz by Gorillaz. Yeah, it didn't affect okay. me at all. Yeah. yeah, I was comparing it to the last three albums and just. Well, and then there was that that weird last album that he did. Um, For Kendrick? No, or? Damon. Oh, okay, I was like, he, the the Gorillaz had an album just a couple of years ago, and I can't remember what it was called, but it it was basically uh, all done on an iPad. Uh, when the gorillas were on tour, it's real weird. But anyways, no. yeah, oh, it's a fun album. I mean, I, I would listen. I still listen to it. Yeah, I mean, go for it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's pretty long, twenty six songs, but with a couple of that's in, not surprising at all interludes and stuff. But yeah, it's just over an hour. So I mean, not many, many albums these days are actually you know over forty minutes. So yeah. well, forty minutes is kind of the standard for an album because if that was first of all, LPs could do about twenty minutes on both sides. Um, so on and so forth. Wow, uh, someone little, knows, someone knows their lesson, music. Yeah. Over here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, huh, music. <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to school. Okay, this is the music program now. So, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to talk about what you feel like talking about. <laughs> what do you feel like talking about? Um, I don't know. I guess we could talk about some video games uh, since we're technically the video game show. <laughs> um <laughs> here <laughs> so uh maybe i guess i can i can talk about uh that so this past week um first of all let me let me harken back to what we talked about last week um i spent a little bit on Wiz Khalifa's weed farm last week <laughs> a little bit yeah uh, well no i mean like on our show <laughs> we we talked no we still talked about it for about 10 minutes oh well i don't know <laughs> and dancing plants and djs and stuff. yeah so i've played that game uh all week and i'm super addicted <laughs> and are you trying to say weed is addictive <laughs> so i've been playing this game and the coolest thing about it hands down is the stupid push notifications they send out um st- Stuff like, uh, don't let that dink cush overgrow, and like stuff like that that just like pops up on my phone, uh, and it's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and like, yo, weed won't harvest itself, homie, <laughs> and just crap like that. Uh, and so, whoever designed this game is a genius, uh, and I guarantee you it had nothing to do with his Khalifa. No, absolutely not. Um, but it's just the picture of him smoking in the corner constantly is great. And then, like, so when you, you level up, because, like, at this point, I think I'm, like, a level 18 or something. <laughs> As you level up, uh, he says these little quotes, uh, just these little snippets, almost, like, from a soundboard. And they just crack me up every time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's real dumb. I downloaded another idler last night that i started playing uh and it's office space uh i can't remember it was something about idol but it's it's real stupid uh 
well, you it's basically a, it's an idler, so. I think basically the entire point of it is you're trying to burn down the office for anybody who's seen office space yes. that makes sense. But you do it by infiltrating different floors of your office building and you basically like hire people to upload viruses and stuff. And there's something to do with you collecting staplers and just red, a, red staplers? Yes. Just a lot of really stupid office space references. So Good. that's that. Um, but really, uh, let's talk about real video games here. Yeah. Um, I started playing uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which I've been talking about for a couple of weeks now, and I finally just did it. I finally just bought it and downloaded it. And that game's fantastic. Um, it's just a lot of real fun and it's giving me feelings that I've never felt about a video game before. Um, but because I'm sitting, it gets so intense. Like I'm sitting at my computer and like, it's one of those that when the match is over or you die, like I want to like get up and stretch and like take, a, take, bre- take a breather and yeah, like, like drink some water. Heart, and <laughs> So your adrenaline's going, heart's pounding. Yeah. And so... So basically what this game is, is it's a first-person shooter. Is it first? No, it's third. third. It's third-person, sorry. Um, I know. I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's a third-person shooter, and you and 99 other people get dropped on an island. And it's basically Battle Royale, last-person wins. The Hunger Games. Yeah, and so the way that they control, like, pacing and stuff is there's they make a circle in a part of the map. And you have to get to that circle or the, like, this big blue wall basically comes and kills you. So, so, so the map condensely just yeah, condenses it, over it time. it constantly gets smaller and smaller. And so it's one of those things, like... So it forces you in. If, yeah. And so as the match progresses... So it's like the bullet version of musical chairs. <laughs> that's, a good, that's very well put. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so as it condenses, like, you'll have a circle that's, like, 100 yards um, wide. And there's 20 people left. So you know there's 20 people within 100 yards of you, and that's really crazy uh, because uh, the the cover system, which is basically just hiding behind trees and proning in grass and stuff, is really good. And ideally, I think the idea is that as you progress in the game and you get more points to spend on camo and stuff, you will actually get hidden. Um, better but it's it's just really fascinating it's unlike anything i've ever played and like i played a couple matches last night that were just just so much fun but you you once you drop into this island you have to collect all of your gear you get dropped with nothing Mm -hmm. and so you go into houses and there's guns sitting around and stuff but there are at least two times last night that I spent probably 20, 25 minutes without a gun. That's pretty frightening. It is. Because, and one, I didn't even find a melee weapon. One, I found a crowbar and a frag grenade. 
And so I was running around with this frag. All I could think is Anchorman. Why did you get a grenade? <laughs> yes, it was very much like that. Everybody's shooting each other, and I'm just standing in the corner with a frag. <laughs> but uh, just running around with a crowbar, just expecting like somebody to be hiding in a in, a, in the corner of a room. And I'm not Gordon Freeman, uh, so I would have died. But luckily, I ended up finding guns. Um, actually, one, I had to camp out in this farmhouse and I was like laying down prone uh, and I was hearing fighting in like a couple of little houses right next to me and so I waited for the fighting to subside and then I watched a guy as he ran out and kept going and so I'm like oh well he obviously killed the guy in that house so there's weapons and stuff so I went in there and found some guns and stuff that was one really stupid moment. I was laying uh, on top of this hill, and I was surrounded by trees and stuff. And I start hearing a sniper rifle really super close. And so I turn around, and this guy is, like, maybe 25 yards behind me with a sniper rifle. Shoot, and shooting he's not shooting at me, okay. shooting at someone else. And so I laid there as he was shooting, and somebody was shooting back at him. And uh, finally... I took out the sniper because I was just laying there. He couldn't see me. And I started, like, proning to him. I was, like, crawling on the ground towards him and crested over this hill. And the guy he was shooting at was doing the same exact thing. And he, sh he headshot me. Ah. But uh, And so, anyway, so the way this game works is Battle Royale. Like, once you die, you're out. There's nothing else you can do. Can you like mini spectate? I'm assuming. No. Or? Oh, you're done. Oh, so you can do. So no, you can sit in a lobby and listen to other people as they die. Sit in this lobby, uh, which I don't recommend because just like any computer game, there's a lot of really stupid people. One of the matches I joined, I was like listening to this guy go, "I'm a snake." Yes. <laughs> I'm a snake. And I'm so a like little snake. Yeah, snake. and so like I found him and he was prone crawling through the grass and he's like I'm a snake. And so he's like join me. We're snakes. And so I like I got on the ground and I started crawling and by the end of it we probably had like 15 snakes. Then we were all crawling to this little group, I, and he was like, here, we're going to make a nest here. I love video games for reasons like video that. Video games create friendships. I was like, <laughs> random story, but like, just, I was playing GTA Online the other day with uh, a buddy of mine, and we just started driving around, and this other car just kind of shows up. And like usually when someone shows up in GTA, they're going to try to kill you instantly, like yes. almost guaranteed. This guy shows up, kind of stops. We kind of sit there for like, you know, 30 seconds. And he drives off. Then I drive following him and my friend follows him. Then we end up just going to a parking lot doing cookies for, like, great. for like 15 minutes. And it was a good moment. Yeah, I mean, I had those moments. Those are the moments uh, I enjoy in video games. Just the random stuff. when Watch Hogs. Where guess. it makes no sense of why we're even just doing cookies in a parking lot. But, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to snakes. I'm going to play uh, more Battlegrounds. And it's an early access game. It cost me 30 bucks. Uh, 30 bucks well spent. Uh, it's early access, so there's a lot of really rough edges about it. But um, as they go, as they start to fix it and stuff, which right now it's at the top of Steam's top selling list, and it has been for weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and they already said they sold over two million copies of this game, and it's in early access, and that's crazy. 
So as they start to support this and work out the bugs and stuff, I'm, it's really enjoyable. I did see that they said they were working on getting it out for Xbox and PlayStation. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah, but right now they're just working on the computer version. Um, it, it came out of a mod. It's a mod of it's either H1Z1 or Arma. I think it was H1Z1. Yeah, I can't really remember, but it's pretty cool. Um, they have a charity event coming up because it's doing so well on May 4th. They're going to hold this charity event, and they said the developers said like they're going to match like a hundred thousand wow. um, dollars of the proceeds and stuff and donate it to some gaming charity. So yeah. Uh, that's kind of that. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We're back, and so Austin, what about you? What have you been playing? So I finally just gotta say this really quickly. Beat Horizon Zero Dawn, got it done. Game was fantastic. I recommend if you haven't picked it up yet, or like if you have it and then like kind of put it off to the shelf because other things came out. Go back to yeah. it, play the game. It's one of those stories that like just every mission just blew my mind more and more and more. And it just at the end, I was like, what is going on? So. It was super cool. Story was great. I'm it was gonna, huge. It was huge. I'm gonna leave it there because we've talked about this game so much. So much. Um. So what I have been playing, I played it yesterday. It was the the prey demo. So that game comes out. It comes out tomorrow or uh, Friday. The fifth. The fifth. Yeah. Friday. So Friday. Uh, it's free for I believe PlayStation and Xbox. It's mm-hmm. as they call it, the opening hour, which is kind of the trend of demos these days. It's is it nice. The first mission. Yeah, I like playable demos. You yeah, don't I mean, see them too often, but and it's, I like and it's, this. And it's the actual game. It's not like it's just right. like a specifically thing created for the demo. It's like it's like the actual like first mission of the game. And right away, when I play this game, I think Dishonored. Because, I mean, it's from Arcane Studios, which right. did Dishonored. It's like the movements are the same, and like the buttons are literally the exact same as Dishonored. And like how you pick stuff up and like crouch and hide, it's like... So for me, it was like I got right into it instantly because I've played the first two, like the last two Dishonored's like a lot. So it was like a welcome, easy fix for me. Uh, this game, I don't think my heart was like calm the entire time. Oh, because mm-hmm. oh, no. <laughs> in my limited experience of this game, it was uh, you fight like the aliens that are like the little small guys are called mimics and they literally can disguise themselves as anything in the world so you can just be walking all of a sudden they just boom, pop out of nowhere and like from a coffee cup and you're like ah and just freak out and then they jump all over the place and in the middle of combat they'll jump past you and then turn into something and you turn around and they're like where'd you go and then the music's going and it's like and it's really like music that they kind of just like yeah get your heart going all of a sudden they just pop out again and then uh, it's just like the worst part i like literally flat out screamed i opened a door and like seven of them just like popped out of nowhere and i'm like all i have is a wrench i'm like just beating them at the wrenches like furiously and fast as i can so i don't know like that's like if that's how the game is the entire time it's gonna be stressful see i uh i'm still playing resident evil and uh, i'm nowhere near beating the game because i played about five minute spurts yeah 
and uh, I have this this uh, demo. It's it's read, downloaded, ready to play. Um, so how would you compare? You you've seen Resident Evil at least yeah you know, uh, several times. How would you compare it on the fear level? Well, and Austin's played it in VR. Yeah, I did. Oh yeah. Wow. So yeah, how would you compare it's, those two? It's different because like I know Resident Evil like you'll have like the lulls where you're kind of just like walking around exploring, and then action see scary moment you're like ah, freak out and like have the fight fighting poppin whatever good old immortal joe immortal joe with the chainsaws and stuff but then like this game i was always on edge right so is this more this is more of like a dead space where it's real action heavy unless of just scary for the sake of being scary like resident evil 7 i think so yeah it's going to be more like Bioshock, I think, is a good, good example. Okay, I, think, okay. I think this is kind of like where a Bioshock and Dishonored kind of just like made a baby. So It kind of looks like that. You're yeah. going to have this uneasy tension the entire time. But uh, it's and just in the world of like, because like literally like it's set up like Dishonored. You go to this open area and you can just explore everything or you can just do the mission. So I was in the middle of exploring everything and then my game froze. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> and you, I don't know if there's auto saves or not because I had no foot it file. Well, it's a demo. So. so I was just like, well, I guess I'll stop there. <laughs> so that was kind of upsetting. And I was like, literally, like in the middle of a fight, I literally fired my shotgun at like this big alien and it literally froze in the middle of the animation. I was like, and I sat there for like 30 seconds. I'm like, is it going to push? Because the music kept going and everything. I'm like, am I just going to get through? And then I was like, no, nah, I closed the app. Yeah. Which kind of was frustrating because the first time I like came across one of these big guys. Like, I killed one earlier, but this was, like, a different one. And just, like, it's scary, man. Yeah. It looks really good. Um, and the weapons are kind of cool. There's a one I, you, they give you called the glue gun, G-L-O-O. And you essentially just, like, shoot, like, these blobs of, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but, like, it can, like, freeze enemies. Okay. Like, without damaging them. So, like, and then you can, like, walk up and just beat them with your wrench. Mm. So it's kind of interesting, but like it's hard when they're jumping all over the place. You start just spraying everywhere. Then you're like, where are they? What's the setting for this? You are. So I guess kind of, I guess I can give it away because it's in the demo. It's like it starts out, you like wake up and you're like, you've been called this blah, blah, blah mission. We need you to blah, blah, blah. It's like on a space station, right? And then, well, you're on Earth apparently. And then it turns out, you, you find this quickly, you're in a simulation. They're testing you for some odd reason. We haven't, I haven't figured that out. Well, that's obviously. the whole red eye thing. Yeah, right? like you're in the simulation, then realize you actually are in space. You're on this uh, space station right next to the moon. So. Oh, interesting. And I think the plot is you're trying to prevent these aliens from getting to Earth, but okay, I don't, I don't know. I got no story. I was totally confused right. the entire time. Alan played for like an hour, or so. Oh, that's kind of the best. Those are the best kind of demos. Well, yeah, like as you like, you're like, oh, I have no idea what's happened, so I know I have to get the game to, you know, right. Win. Well, and I want to feel what this game is like uh, more than necessarily understand the plot or whatever. Yeah, and I think it'd be a good one to play with people, like have friends come over and like play, because like it is like one of those games, like I feel like everyone's gonna get into and like engaged and like in just those little scares every once in a while and just being on edge and like the music that play as I said earlier was just like it's so like nails on a chalkboard at times like on your heart and you're just like just yeah it's just so uncomfortable i just felt so uncomfortable mm-hmm. playing this game that's awesome which i think is was their goal and it's just like like now so those for probably most of our listeners uh that don't know danny don't really know uh 
how much this guy hates scary games. Oh, yeah. Anything scary, Anything really. Scary, as a matter of fact. Uh, so, yeah, the fact that he so, bought Resident Evil was like it was crazy. Danny bought Resident yeah, Evil. I mean, the only reason I got that was I was I've been there since the beginning. The very first game I bought it, and so I felt like I needed to get it. I owed that to Capcom. So I remember when we would all get around right when Five Nights at Freddy's came out. <laughs> And we would all get around the uh, TV downstairs, and Danny would play Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, it was just a joy. But <laughs> watching him play Resident Evil though was pretty fun. It was it's good. A, it's a disaster. I will to this day. I will not play that game by myself. I always have to have at least one person there <laughs> watching with me. Yeah, you need to try it in VR if you ever get the chance. Because it was. Cause I just did like the opening sequence, pretty much. Um, before you like meet the family and it was like that's terrifying it was terrifying and it was hard like it really was hard and like i did have to like stop because like i was getting like sick and like dizzy i feel like i would throw up that's kind of how i felt i felt as i said it like drunk like you know you have to have like your feet on the floor and stuff yeah so it's kind of like heightened the experience a little bit (laughs) so it'd be interesting because i've played it without without uh i guess i've really watched it without vr and still pretty scary so yeah for sure Speaking of scary games, Outlast 2. Yeah. That just came out. It did. I, uh, I, don't, I haven't I, played it. I haven't played it. I heard it's pretty good, but I've heard some mixed reviews. Yeah. But whatever. From what I heard, yeah. But hey, I don't really can't really talk about it because I'm not an expert. So. Yeah. So why don't we go ahead and just jump right into some news? I mean, I guess we are a news show after all. So. <laughs> Our, no. Um, Entertainment? So speaking of VR... Uh, yeah. Oculus. Perfect segue. Good yeah, I know. I'm getting better at them. So Oculus came out uh, and announced they won't be at E3, which, which I think is really strange. Um, I I don't know how I feel about that. The, I mean, I'm not super surprised. I am. Okay. As, well, as okay, so as someone who maybe not necessarily follows Oculus too closely, um, I haven't heard much outside news about them in the gaming world they have been kind of quiet actually so they've been quiet because they went through the whole palmer lucky thing that's right and a lot of it is because uh, oculus is owned by facebook now Mm. and so i know facebook is is kind of like trying to do different things with it like they're still the gaming side yeah they're not doing just gaming they want to do right they want to do the whole social platform yeah which is yeah yeah i mean and we'll turn into wally and just kind of float around in floating chairs and just thank god that's all i've ever wanted out of my life (laughs) but which is screens over our faces i don't know i think this is a really weird this is a really weird thing uh, I think it says more about E3 than it does necessarily Oculus because every year it seems like another company pulls out of E3. And it's just and maybe because this year, since it's all open to the public, they're just like, nah, we don't want to deal with it. Yeah, and I, like, like the article I read said is you'll still probably get a chance to play some Oculus games, but they, won't, they themselves won't be there. Yeah. So... I don't know. We'll see kind of what that what that means if they come out with any news kind of around that time just so that they remain relevant. They I think they need to cuz they do. Because the VR especially as it grows is getting more and more companies investing in it. Yeah, cuz they were the first one. Now yeah. I don't know if they're even like 
Oh, they're they're I mean, they're still in the in the absolutely. game, but it's like I feel like HTC and stuff is really coming in strong, mm-hmm. and I guess PlayStation's VR selling pretty well too. So yeah, which is now back in stock. I just read that the other day. So yeah, so I don't know. I don't really know what that means, but we'll see. I, I they have to do something around that time. Yeah. So so more E3 news. Uh, Last of Us Two is confirmed to be displayed this E3. Which is that surprising? I mean, no. But didn't didn't they kind of hint that it was coming out later this year? <sighs> See, I don't know. We'll. F- I bet not. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, "Oh, game comes out in you know October or what, November, or whatever." I'd be like, "Pretty. That's, that's awesome." But I don't want them to rush this game out. I don't think they will. No, Naughty Dog's not doesn't have that track record of doing that, but. I kind of I still want them to take their time because it's one of those games where I feel pe- pe- like people won't be upset for waiting, right? For sure, because I mean they have a lot to live up to. Well, and when we say that, we say we mean rational people. Yeah. There will be a lot of people that'll be upset about it not coming out, but those people are small children and should shut up. Yeah. And they'll end up happy in the end anyway. Yeah, if the game. Yeah, ends up being good. I mean, that's I'm, that's which, the ultimate goal, and like that's the one thing Naughty Dog's been saying. Like, we are really do not want to like anger the fans. Like, we're making this for the fans. Like, I really think they're working really hard just to, like m- try to beat that first one. Oh, I'm sure. And it's gonna be a lot of pressure for them. And I mean, I have a lot of faith in Naughty Dog. They do, do not make bad games, so I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, hopefully we get some gameplay or just maybe just a. I, yeah, I hope I, I'm not. I would be surprised if there isn't some kind of gameplay, almost like what they did with Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Uncharted was that two years ago when the, yeah. when the guy had no had the wrong controller. And Nathan Drake just stood there for a good solid two minutes. Yep, <laughs> uh, that was real good. Did you know that's a it's a trophy now in that game? If he's just standing there. Yeah. Oh, that's on, funny. On that scene, if you just don't move for like two minutes, yeah. So, but cool. Um. New more news. I think that we could possibly see at E3 is Call of Duty Four, the remaster, uh, is going to get a possible standalone, which which is not surprising. Not surprising, but at it's all. more surprising that it hasn't happened yet. I mean, I think they were still trying to push Infinite Warfare, but now obviously they see the but, sales are down. They just announced the new Call of Duty. I think now is the time. So that's supposed. To, the rumor is PlayStation in June 30th and Xbox July 30th, which is just following E3. Yeah. So I bet we'll get the announcement then. Like, hey, Modern Warfare Remaster. <laughs> this. It's for 40 bucks. We're still trying to screw you. Watch them. Yeah, watch them price it at $40. Buy it, but I bet, it'll, I bet it'll have all the maps and everything with it. So it'd be dumb if they didn't do that. Yes, it would be, um, which means they probably won't. It is Activision, so. But not to, or not to sound like I hate Activision, I just think the way that they handled the whole Call of Duty 4 thing was just real dumb. I mean, they, was, they were smart with it originally, and then they, like, given us the free maps the first time around and whatnot, and then, then, then they charge you for the last four maps $15, and it's like... And they were originally $10. Yeah. So and, uh, like, it's just crazy stuff like that that they just And it's not like they don't have enough did. money yeah. at this point. And I know the next Call of Duty is going to sell extremely well with World War II. So yeah, fans have been asking for that for a long ten time. years. So it's going to be so well. So I don't know. I don't know why they have to keep doing these schemes. Who knows? There's somebody up up at the top of the corporate ladder who is making these decisions, 
and there's studio executives that are b- below them that are like, well, I guess we have to do this now. But anyways, uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with some news in just a little minute. Okay, we're back. We're talking about video game news. Uh, for those of you just joining us, this is a Dry Spell Radio show. Um, so, Street Fighter V, uh, the mess that that's always been. They're trying to you know, make up for all of the lost time that they had. But anyway, so they had a decent DLC recently. Added uh, the Buddhist, uh, the Thailand Temple Hideout stage which is kind of a classic in Street Fighter. But the music in the background apparently referenced Allah. Um, you can't do that. Which, no, you can't, uh, for one. But also, uh, it's, it's a Buddhist temple. Hmm. So let's just think about that for a second. Because if, if my theology is correct... Buddhism uh, worship Buddha, yes, and not Allah. Exactly. So, um, Capcom removed this stage uh, and released this quote: "The Street Fighter Five development and operations team, as well as all of us at Capcom, have nothing but the utmost respect for all faiths and religions around the world, and we would like to sincerely apologize to anyone who was offended by this content." Uh, and so I don't think there's much of a story here other than it's just kind of strange. I, I listened to the track because you can still find it. Somebody uploaded it to YouTube and I didn't catch the reference, but, but keep in there, mind, people get offended by anything these days. Right. So. Well, and there was some singing that maybe I was missing something. I don't speak Arabic. Uh, no, not at all. So. What, was the song something. in Arabic then? I, I couldn't honestly tell you. Or was it in, you know, whatever they speak in Thailand? I don't know. Thai. Thai? I think. Is it? Sure. Okay. Sure, we're going to settle my, on excuse that. Excuse my ignorance, but... Yeah, that, that happens sometimes. Um, moving on. Pop Cap, uh, if you all remember that, uh, they made Plants vs. Zombies, they made Peggle, they made Bejeweled. Uh, they had a round of layoffs from their Seattle office. More layoffs. Yeah. I feel like it's every week we talk about someone. Every every week there's layoffs. And so for them, uh, I think this is kind of sad. Uh, I think this is a bad sign for the mobile game industry um, because as mobile games get bigger and bigger and bigger and we start to lose the the games that, like, Started, started it. Like Plants vs Zombies was like make really good games. The original like mobile game. Yeah, well, Plants vs Zombies, and I mean, I remember playing Bejeweled, like online Bejeweled, and stuff. Like 
it's kind of sad to see those companies start to dwindle. Yeah. Because companies that make games like Wiz Khalifa's Weed Farm continue to grow. And that's... Pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's just... uh, That's real sad. Uh, I think it's a bad sign for mobile gaming because... I mean, it's just always unfortunate when someone gets like laid it off, is. especially in this industry, because it is such a big industry right. and it's always growing. It's such a heavily saturated industry, yeah. um, and it's just—it's so. I don't want to say easy to make an app, but it's a lot easier than say getting into like a major game studio. Oh, absolutely. Um, so you see these new companies emerging all the time, and it's a cycle. You know, these these older companies—they get they peak and then they just fall off because these newer companies are doing innovative and I, I say that in quotes um just different new whatever at the yeah. time and so they the quote that came along with this is popcap seattle isn't going anywhere we're refocused and re-energized we're returning to our roots smaller leaner pushing hard to build new things and aiming big to excite fans worldwide with our games we'll keep working to deliver more some of our more for some of our existing bejeweled and plants v zombies titles but we're also going to try some new things too no, I mean, that's a little encouraging that we're going to maybe get some new cool things coming out of PopCap. Yeah, maybe they just needed to, you know, well, I mean, we don't know the whole story, so maybe they no. just needed to restructure. Maybe they had some issues with employees. Who knows? From the sounds of it, uh, this came out in a memo to the entire company. Uh, and so that's kind of how they announced the layoffs. So people didn't know ahead of time. They just sent out this memo. They're like, we're going through a batch of layoffs now. So... Which is kind of a crappy way to lose your job, but yeah. it's just something we all kind of fear, unless you're like me and are still unemployed. Hey. Um, so, just continuing on down the list. Um, a couple weeks ago, I made a prediction about Persona 5. And I said that Atlas was not going to uh, we're not going to back down on their restrictions for streaming and sharing that game. But guess what? But guess what? I was wrong yet again on Persona Five. Um, they came back and said, uh, and "This is an exact quote from them. Uh, this are, we are filled with quotes today." So they said, "We also." I want to apologize to those of you who saw the previous guidelines blog post as threatening. We want to be transparent about what we do, and the reason we released the guidelines was to give streamers the right information up front. It was never our intention to threaten people with copyright strikes, but we clearly chose the wrong tone for how to communicate this. This was after their blog post that said, uh, if you try to stream past whatever, it was like July 7th, we will take you down. Basically, yeah, yeah. It was it was very threatening. Um, so they kind of came back and said again that this was probably the wrong tone to take, uh, and they've moved the stream date back to November nineteenth in game, which uh, apparently is like right before the main story ramps up towards the end. So there's that. I mean, because I feel like in a game like Persona, there's so much stuff to do. I don't think mm-hmm. it's gonna be such an issue. Like, because like I feel like they're like we're like cutting it off because like i know because we have a couple of friends that have been playing it there are 50 plus hours into this game already and like not far at all yeah 
because they'll go and like watch a movie one day and go do something another day and it's like not even do the main story and I don't know I feel like and that would that so that would have been the beauty to draw more people in is like see all this other stuff you can do in this game like oh that's super cool now I kind of want to play it and, and so I'm glad they acknowledged how threatening they sounded and like you know changed their tone and are allowing it their game to be a little more viewed because maybe they saw that sales were not as good as like maybe they anticipated or something and maybe because no one saw what the game was about and they were you know skeptical because we live in that time where like you know you'll spend 60 bucks on a video game you know you pre-ordered it who knows what and then you get the game and it's a big disappointment there's been a lot of games like that in the last couple years so i understand especially because it's been a first persona game in a while there's probably a a lot of skepticism behind the game releasing so maybe they'll you know uh help eliminate that and show how good the game really is. Yeah, and, maybe. And, and I know sales. I know that the PS4, their streaming capabilities are still locked down. And, so you can't stream anything from them. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's on sale right now because they're doing that, no that Japanese uh, the, sale right now on, the P- on gold PSN. sale or whatever. Yeah, it's like the Japanese sale. So I know like uh, Final Fantasy 15, Nier Automata. Um, I think this game was included on that in like a uh, small sale Interesting. on PlayStation. So. So maybe they'll get more uh, copies sold. Because I'm still interested in the game. I just never—I've never played a Persona game in my life, so I wouldn't know. Now I did hear that people can jump into this game, never yeah. having played a Persona game, and be okay with it. So maybe, maybe this will be the time. I doubt it. I doubt I'm going to get into this, but you, well, you pretty know. much vowed that you were never going to play this game. But yeah. maybe you've changed your tone too. Maybe I'll come back in a year and have another correction and apologize again. <laughs> about how ignorant I was about Persona 5. Um, continuing, Chet Falizek left Valve. Uh, and this is a big story just because he was one of the lead writers for Half-Life 2, Episode 1, and Episode 2. Um, he also worked on Portal, Portal 2, Left 4 Dead 1, and Left 4 Dead 2, which the Left 4 Dead had great stories. Um, but Because they were left. For dead. <laughs> mm. So d- does this signify uh, uh, that we will never see a third game from Valve? So that's probably kind of where much, they're he, talking. He worked about. on all the big ones, one so, and two. Okay, this and, is well, the episodes one and two. Okay. So there was still Half Life Two. That's right. You're right. Um, and then there was Half Life One, but but this is a huge body blow to Valve. It is. Well, it, it is. It is. Isn't. So the thing is, is. This is he's one of the last big writers that ever worked on Half Life to leave, and so at this point, they have almost none of the original writing crew Mm -hmm. to come back and do a Half Life 2 story. And you say this is a big blow to Valve, but it isn't because Valve was very flat out telling everybody, Please stop talking about Half Life 3, it's never coming out, it's (laughs) not gonna happen because. Until it just they, shows up one day. Yeah, they don't need to have Half-Life 3. Uh, they're doing well enough as it is. I mean, that's, that's the true. thing that people are so upset about Valve for focusing only on Steam. But that's where they're making all of their money. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. Yeah, and I mean, if they came out with a Half-Life game, like, yeah, people would go crazy. They'd buy it. Um, but still, how are they going to buy it? Through Steam. Through Steam. Uh, which is going to make all of these Steam profits. Uh, so it's just one of those things. Like, every game comes out on Steam. Uh, you look at, like, EA's origin, 
Um, it, it it doesn't compete. No, or, and Origin's really not that good of a program. No, it's terrible. So, but it's just one of those things. Like they don't need any more of these games to be successful. And they realize that, and that's where they're putting their money. And honestly, that's probably why a lot of the writing staff is leaving, because they probably want to write. They want to write for games, mm-hmm. and they're realizing that they're not going to do that at Valve. Yeah. Um, now, this per- particular person... Yeah, they should uh, jump over to Bioware. Like, they need some writers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, they will say, uh, like, Vive, this guy worked on the Vive. He worked on solidifying business deals and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So they're finding places in the in the company for these writers and these creative artists and stuff, but they're just you know, they just don't necessarily need them. Yeah, they got to move on to bigger, better things, I guess. So yeah. it pretty much you know puts another nail in the coffin for Half Life Three. Yeah, well, there's still a few nails missing though. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm <up>. always hopeful. <laughs> always <laughs> hopeful. You shouldn't be. Um, that's the thing is every time somebody's like, oh, well, this is just another sign that Half-Life 3 is coming out. You're missing the important point that Half-Life 3 is never coming out anyways. <laughs> um, Left 4 Dead 3 is never coming out. Team Fortress 3 honestly might come out, uh, but that's basically I it. I still think they have be quite so a bit Even Dota is stuck on Dota 2. Yeah, and I mean, I think out of all those games, if I was going to see a sequel, it'd be Portal. I could see that. I uh, could see Portal 3 most likely out of all that. The series, problem with Team Fortress 3, um, you, you'd have plenty of people playing it, but you're competing against... Uh, now Overwatch, like Overwatch and... and uh, I'm sure the new there's Call several, of Duty games will yeah. come out. But well, there's, se- there's several of those battle, battle games like that. I mean, Team Fortress was the original. Paladins. Yeah, well, I mean, Team Fortress was the original, and now like you have like so many of these ones, especially because... Overwatch is huge, Overwatch so is, it'd be hard to compete yeah, they're now. On fire. They're doing and great. I mean, I still think Team Fortress 2 has a huge like play base still. So I mean, I uh, yeah, I mean, you hop into Team Fortress 2, it's not hard to find a game. Yeah, still. Yeah, there's always a game. So, I mean, out of all those games, I think Portal 3 would be probably the best chance we would see, but it's pro- still probably won't happen. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's just one of those things. All right. Um, well, we got a lot more Nintendo news. Yeah, we've got a ton of Nintendo news. I think before we hit Nintendo, we should probably go ahead and take a break. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, if you're listening out there, uh, get ready to have your ear holes filled with the dry spell Nintendo Radio Hour. So Nintendo has never really been, let's say, traditional in the way they announce things. Absolutely not. Um, late Thursday night, let's say right around midnight. It was late. A uh, video came out uh, announcing the Nintendo 2DS XL. Oh, sorry. The new Nintendo, or the Nintendo new 2DS XL. I don't the whole the whole DS line is so 
convoluted and crazy. Um, I don't really get it. But out of nowhere, just randomly. Uh, and so basically what this is is it's the 3DS XL, without. the new 3DS XL without the 3D. Which on the 3DS you can just turn off anyways. Um, which I never play with the 3D on. I don't know why you would. I feel like it'd just be annoying. And plus, this is like a hundred bucks cheaper. So I'm really upset that this wasn't out when I was buying my 3DS. Yeah, because like now I'm kind of tempted to buy this. It, it's it might be something worth looking at. Because I, I still have a need for mobile, like mobile gaming. I mean, I like to get a Switch, but that's still, you know. The base switch is still twice the price of this on top of everything I need to buy mm -hmm. for it. Whereas for this, like, you know, it's going to be, what, 150 they say here? And, yeah. And you can find these That's games now price. for cheap yeah. because it's going to use the same games that have been out for a while. So it's not going to be like dropping 60 bucks per game. I can probably find them for, you know, 20. Yeah. I mean, this was just crazy. And this is literally two weeks after their direct. Mm -hmm. And they didn't mention it at all. And I'm just so confused about Nintendo's business well, plan. And did you, they, I think is when they announced this, um, but it could have been right before. They are projecting that their sales the rest of this year are going to be through the roof. So I think they got more tricks up their sleeves. Yeah. Like, I think Nintendo has really been working on a lot of stuff and like, which is amazing that none of it's been leaked or whatnot. And I think the Switch was just the beginning, and mm -hmm. we're I think we're about to see Nintendo rise back to the top in gaming. So you 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 were predicting that they, on the same playing field as Xbox and PlayStation PC. Gaming. I think they're gonna edge get clo close that gap more. Okay. That's I true. don't know if they'll if they'll get over top, but I think they're gonna be right competitive there with them. Yeah, they've kind of always been the third outsider. I feel like it's always been like PC is is on top. It's going to be on top most of the time. Ish, yeah. And then the consoles, you know, they've been battling for years. And I feel like Nintendo's always just kind of been like two steps below. And I think Well, Nintendo's be like always been on like wide right field. Yeah, you're, you're right. They just do their thing and they're successful in it. They're, they're comfortably successful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they have so much money. They could literally do nothing for 50 years and still have make a profit, mm -hmm. which is amazing. So, but I really think Nintendo is going to be coming out strong in this last uh, half of the year. I mean, that's what they announced that they're, they're predicting. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited to be able to talk about Nintendo as a viable gaming company. Mm -hmm. Because for so long, I like you look at people like me who like take very video games very seriously. And I would never have told you that Nintendo was doing anything correctly mm -hmm. since like the 64. And... I'm happy to see that they're trying they're trying to get back in the game. Well, and I think because uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe just came out, and that was now... And sold incredibly well. It's now the best-selling game of the year, which is amazing because now you got to think how many people actually have a Switch. So, I mean, I think it kind of shows that every single person, almost probably a very high percentage of people who mm -hmm. own the Switch, bought that game. Yeah, and so, I don't know. There's some really weird, there's some really weird things like... They came out and said that to meet demand, because the Switch passed all expectations, to meet demand for this, they started shipping consoles by air, mm -hmm. which is not normal. They typically ship by water yeah, because it's cheaper that way. But they they had to start just shipping unit after unit um, over, over air to meet demand yeah it's i mean that's pretty crazy and i know those bundles that we talked about was it just last week mm -hmm. they are going on sale here in the next couple of weeks i think yeah 
later in May. And then, so we got that to look forward to. This DS launches, what? So Australia, New Zealand. Another weird thing. Yeah, Australia, New Zealand, it launches June 15th. And then a month later, July 28th, it launches in North America for 150 bucks. And I didn't see where when they're launching in Asia. Um, I don't know if that's been announced. Probably not, but they'll launch it and it'll sell incredibly well there because Nintendo does sell. Mm, yeah, they sell well. great. So just kind of interesting. Yeah, and so they, they kind of talked about the NES Classic um, as well. So Reggie came out. And said, this is a quote from him, even with that extraordinary level of performance, we understand that people are frustrated about not being able to find the system. And for that, we really do apologize. But from our perspective, it's important to recognize where our future is and the key areas that we need to drive. We've got a lot going on right now, and we don't have unlimited resources. Again, I mean, that totally makes sense. Uh, every week, we end up here with big Nintendo news. Which... I don't. That has not happened in a long time. It's been a very long time. That's just crazy. And like new, new Nintendo new news, new Nintendo news, whatever. Just I feel like I feel like maybe the last time that we got this much news from Nintendo was the the reveal of the Wii. Yeah, or Wii U maybe, but Wii U that's maybe. been no. Several the Wii years. U was nothing. Yeah. But that's been several years. Long time. ten years. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, I think Nintendo is, and that's what they said. Like right here, we have got a lot going on right now. And I really do think they are doing a lot, and we'll just see. I think they do. They have an E three. They do, right? Uh, I think so. This is always a little smaller though, but maybe this year they'll come out swinging, just be like, "Hey, here's all of our stuff." They're usually then, on the first day. No, they? they're usually later in the week. I think they're usually like a Wednesday. I don't know. They do. Sometimes they don't, and then they have the uh, directs. Yeah, because they coincide with E3. Yeah, they're never on the same. Because I know, like, last, PlayStation and Xbox are always the Monday. Last the first year, day. E3 was 100% Breath of the Wild. Yeah. They didn't talk about anything other than Breath of the Wild. I mean, I think they showed a little Mario, but I could totally be wrong. So, yeah, what do they, what do they have up their sleeve? Are they going to show Mario Odyssey off? I bet. They have to. Yeah, that's going to be the big one. I mean, that, as we've said from the beginning, the, they have to come in at E3 with a strong uh, first party presence to make it worth it um speaking of nintendo uh i'm probably gonna slaughter this name and i apologize for that genya takeda i guess that is looks pretty good to me um he retired from nintendo and so this name is kind of famous because he created evr race which is a horse racing game and it was a nintendo arcade game and like miyamoto says that it's the first game to come out for Nintendo. Um, and he kind of rose to fame by working on Punch-Out! Um, and then has been there ever since. I know he like worked on the built-in battery for The Legend of Zelda, uh, which makes like in-game saves possible. Um, and then the N64 analog stick, you can basically say thanks to him for that. So he's a huge innovator in gaming. Yeah, and so he came out, he retired. Uh, that must be incredibly old then. He's 68, is from what I saw, I think, on Wikipedia. But he is Japanese, so maybe he's got that... That special sauce. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have... Nah. Speaking of Cecil sauce... <laughs> um, Szechuan sauce. We need the Szechuan sauce, Marty. Mario, uh, Happy Meals, toys... 
Those things are now that all in one. The worst sentence. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's they, is now pluses. offering uh, Mario Happy Meal toys. It was a, it was an equation. Mario plus Happy Meals plus toys equals Happy Meal Mario toys. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> McDonald's has a good line of toys again. Brings me back to the nineties. Uh, so I did get a Snapchat from one of my friends, uh, Joe, where he was sitting in the drive-through, and he's like. I think I'm going to get a kid's meal. <laughs> uh, uh, Danny, you like McDonald's. I haven't had McDonald's in like four years. No, I love that place. Uh, are I you, cherish it. Are you going to go get some Happy Meal toys? I think so. Um, now, on a more serious note, <laughs> is this? I wonder how much revenue they're making off of this deal with McDonald's. And I wonder if that's going to go into the new projects, too. Oh, I'm sure they're gonna make a ton of money. A lot of money on this. Ton of McDonald's. I know they say they've been not as much money like have as they've been in the past, but I feel like they're still making a ton of money. Still easy money for them. And this would probably be a big draw for both the Happy Meals and everyone. So. Oh yeah, it's a great marketing thing for them. Because I mean, wow, McDonald's is or not McDonald's, but Nintendo is. They're they got their hands kind of in everything there, right now. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Nintendo's doing. Uh, but they're doing it well. Um, do you want to close out with Dota? Yeah, of course I do. So this is the Matt Dota segment. Uh, so I kind of mentioned last week that the Kiev Major was ramping up. Uh, and so that happened this past weekend, the finals and semifinals and stuff. Uh, and it was a really good tournament. Uh, it makes me really excited to uh, be going to the international Uh there was some kind of kind of strange things that came out this year. Uh, I always root for Evil Geniuses, um, e.g., they're they're kind of the first team that I like really fell in love with watching, and kind of what got me into Dota. So I always root for them, and they ended up the first match I watched them in. They basically just swept the board. It was incredible. Uh, it was just so fast and so fast paced and it just, it felt like they were unstoppable. Uh, I was really excited about that. And I actually woke up to a text from a friend of mine who was like, please, for the love of God, tell me you saw that match. And, uh, yeah, I had to go back and watch it. But anyways, so they, then they went up against, uh, SG, which is a Brazilian team. Uh, which came out of nowhere. They was this for the final? No, oh, this okay. was a semifinal. They played SG and SG was riding on. They just beat the number one seed. Oh, in the whole tournament, and these I think they were the last seed, and it was just crazy. But they came out and SG and EG played, and EG finally won. It it was I think like a five hour match. Uh, it was it was pretty intense, and by match I mean best of three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was it was pretty credi- incredible. It went into game four, which almost never happens in these sort of things. But the EG ended up getting beat. Uh, who did they get beat by? They got beat by the winners. I can't remember what. Oh, OG. There's so many G's <laughs> because every every team is gaming is their second name. Mm. So they all have G's. But OG came out. Is that uh, going to be DSG? <laughs> mm. 
So OG came out, uh, beat EG, went into the finals, and the finals were pretty intense. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun to watch, and it went into game four. It was best of five, uh, and I think this is like something crazy, like the third time or something that a final has gone into best of four or into game four, or whatever. Uh, so it was it was cool to watch, and then. PGL, who was putting on the tournament, did this really creepy thing where the very end of the tournament was this montage of all of the female uh, I heard in the about audiences. This. I heard about this. And it was really creepy. It was really creepy. And so, like, people on Facebook are like, oh, because Polygon and Kotaku reported it. And so they're like, like Polygon. But in all reality, it was real creepy. Uh, like showing diversity in the crowd, I think was probably like a really good idea. But they also included like footage of like a girl eating a fry and stuff like that. And so that's a that's a little too far. Uh, but whatever, it was a good tournament. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm really excited for the international. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I need to uh, purchase some. EG swag before I oh go. Oh my goodness! So I can have my. Uh, oh, where is the international? It's in, in Seattle. Seattle. Mm-hmm. In August, right? Yeah, it's the first week in August. Probably sure tickets are probably already sold out at this point. Uh, I'd imagine so. You might be able to get some. To like not for the finals. I'm sure those are completely gone. But oh, I'm sure the finals are the week. gone. Yeah, because I'm just going to the semis. I'm not going to the final yeah. weekend. But anyway, so that's that's the. Uh, Matt Dota minute. All uh, right. So I guess that kind of, we're about here at the end of our show. So some news. Um, the station we're on right now will be closed for the remainder of the month. So we will be back live in June. But yes. in the meantime, we will f- find a situation where we can just record and do our podcast like normal. So mm-hmm. we don't have to take that three week break because that will be very bad for us. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff coming here in the next three weeks. I know we got. Um, well, E3 hype's going to be hitting hard. Um, yeah. I know Destiny's got their gameplay reveal the 18th of May. Definitely want to cover that. So um, we'll still be here. Just find us on our SoundCloud page. So yeah, if you want to listen to us. For sure. Follow us. We got all of our tracks on there if you missed any previous shows. so Yeah. And, so, and as uh, always, uh, follow it, us on Twitter. Send us emails. Yeah. And so uh, when our podcast comes out, look for it on on Thursday, which is the typical thing. We'll try to record on Wednesday and then upload on Thursday just like normal. Uh, And I'm going to try to work out some technical details so it sounds good Mm -hmm. because that's my biggest concern of recording because we don't have a studio or anything. So we're going to have to figure out a way to make it sound all nice and pretty for you. But other than that, uh, real fast, before we do, peace out. Um, some games coming out. Uh, both Tumbleseed and Nog came out this week, and they both look pretty cool. Uh, and so I'd like to get some time with them. Uh, Flat Out 4 comes out tomorrow, which I'm amazed we haven't heard anything about Flat Out yet. But it comes out tomorrow. Prey comes out Friday. NBA Playgrounds comes out for the Switch next week, next Tuesday, and that is kind of a NBA Jam style game, so it should be pretty cool. Oh, nice! Um, and then nice next, to see that. Come back. yeah, it, I'm excited. 
And then Loco Roco Remastered comes out for PlayStation 4 next week. Um, I'll probably pick that up. We're going to uh, roll some things off of the map. Yep. And Outlast just came out last Friday. Outlast 2. So yeah. I want to play that game. Check it out. So I think that about does it for us. Thank you, Danny, for coming on. Thank you for having me. You're now famous. Of course. <laughs> yeah. As are all of us. Yeah. So for those of us in the studio, we want to thank you for listening. And we will talk to you live in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but keep a lookout um, for us on SoundCloud. Yeah. So And we'll post the link on Twitter as well. So follow us on Twitter and you can find it there. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.